0: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 2005, How to Plan Ahead Now for Pet Emergencies by Jackie Beck of JackieBeck.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. Now let's jump right into our article today as we optimize your life. How to Plan Ahead Now for Pet Emergencies by Jackie Beck of JackieBeck.com. I love animals, and I'd probably have an entire house full of them if I weren't allergic. As it is, we have two dogs that I adore despite the allergies, and I've had a variety of other dogs and cats in the past. I only wish they lived as long as we do. So there are three things I've learned along the way Never leave anything laying around that you don't want eaten. If you have pets, you will have pet emergencies. And pets and debt don't mix. The first one is self-explanatory, but let's talk about the other two. If you already have pets and you have debt. Now, I'm not saying you should find a new home for your pets if you've got debt. Far from it. But I am saying that you've set yourself a hard row to hoe should any of your pets get sick while you're in debt or living paycheck to paycheck. So if you have pets right now or are thinking of getting them and you have debt, It's time to plan. What will you do if they become sick and require care or tests to figure out what's wrong? Our last vet visit set us back $365, and that was just for blood tests. We don't know yet what's wrong with our pup. Plan ahead for pet emergencies. Just like with healthcare for people, you need a solution in place that doesn't require debt or hard choices. That's likely to be a good pet insurance plan and or a savings account set aside for pet care. Send money to that savings account regularly so it's there when you need it. In other words, prepare for emergencies by making their emergency care a part of your regular monthly budget. And of course, keep plugging away at your debt snowball because when you're out of debt, you'll find it a whole lot easier to handle those types of expenses. Don't bury your head in the sand and hope that you won't encounter these kinds of expenses. Hope is not a plan. An emergency fund and a realistic look at the possible expenses, plus finding a way to cover them with cash, is. Plan out now what you'll do if your pet becomes sick or injured and requires care. Remember that they often need expensive tests to figure out what's wrong too. Call around for average pricing on things like x-rays and blood panels from emergency clinics now. That way, you'll know which one to go to and have an idea of what your starting costs may be. If your pet is very ill and the vet wants to run expensive diagnostic tests, ask this next question first. Can they actually do anything for your pet if they do turn out to have whatever is suspected? More than once, I've had a vet answer no to that question. I don't need to pay $600 more to find out exactly what my pet's about to die from. If you don't already have a pet. If you're in debt and thinking of getting a pet, my advice is don't. Yes, I know you love animals or your child does. Or you have a big heart and that puppy or kitten is adorable and you want to rescue it. But don't. Pets and debt don't mix. And this is your chance to avoid that. Volunteer at a rescue instead, or foster if you aren't responsible for the associated costs. Remember that pets aren't cheap. Sure, their food might only cost 20 to $50 a month per pet, but caring for a pet goes way beyond feeding them. You've got licenses, shots, heartworm medication, flea and tick prevention, teeth cleaning, training, treats, toys, boarding, pet sitters, doggy daycare, supplies, and extraordinary vet bills over the course of their life to consider too. Plus, expensive specialized food if they turn out to need that. Just this year alone, we've already spent $1,749.53 on pet care. So far, that's almost entirely food. Vet bills, licenses, plus training for our terrified new five-year-old rescue. And it doesn't count the allergy pills we buy regularly at Costco for our dog, since we consider that part of our grocery budget. Keep in mind, too, that some kinds of animals are more likely to require vet care than others. Floppy-eared dogs are prone to ear infections. Wrinkly-skinned dogs are prone to skin infections. And many dog breeds have well-known associated risks that are especially likely if you don't buy from a reputable breeder. And if you have a cat and don't keep it in the house, it's prone to being hit by a car or attacked by another animal. The best thing to do regarding pets and debt is to get out of debt first. Get out of debt and get your money in order first. Then you'll be able to open your home to a pet without stress or possibly even risking their lives because you can't afford their care. Meanwhile, consider getting your pet fixed by fostering or walking dogs or pet sitting instead. As a bonus, you could earn money to put towards your debt in the process. You just listened to the post titled How to Plan Ahead Now for Pet Emergencies by Jackie Beck of JackieBeck.com. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com/OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com/OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. While I've been blessed with no human children, I am absolutely obsessed with my fur babies. So I found this article pretty relevant for me. I adopted my best bud, a 90-pound lab shepherd mix named Buddy, over four years ago. And while I found the additional cost to be nominal, that's mostly due to luck. Medical emergencies, cancer, joint issues, and ACL tears can set one back tens of thousands of dollars. So while I feel really fortunate that I haven't encountered any of these things, I'm well aware of the possibility. My Midwestern gentleman and I also just adopted two tuxedo kittens that I found near a dumpster this past December. We named them Oreo and Nibbles. While I didn't wake up that morning intending to adopt two kittens, I appreciate that we're in the financial position to make a spontaneous decision like that. While I've decided to self insure and tolerate the risk of not having pet insurance, I've explored it and learned about the considerations if you decide to go this route. My vet explained that pet insurance is only really valuable for catastrophic emergencies, and it's not useful for wellness visits or normal pet care. Also, when you get your insurance matters just as much as what you get. If your coverage kicks in after that first vet appointment where they discover something that needs to be treated, it's suddenly a pre-existing condition that will not be covered. And many insurance companies will cease coverage once an animal reaches a certain age, or increase the premiums to intolerable amounts. I wholeheartedly agree with the advice here to not get a pet if you're in debt, especially high interest credit card debt. Improving your financial situation involves managing the variables that can create risk for your finances. Bringing a pet into your home adds yet another variable to be managed, so it's important to walk into that decision with eyes wide open. That should do it for today. Have a happy rest of your day and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.